one shot, one life, helping you win with money, people, faith, work, health, and your hopes and dreams. We help you stop worrying and start winning. I will not waste my life watching the world go by. I've only got one shot, one shot, one life. Welcome your host, best-selling author, speaker, CEO, husband, and dad, Doug Fitzgerald on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome to One Shot, One Life. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald, and we are so thankful that you're here today. We're broadcasting live from the KLIN studios in Lincoln, Nebraska, in the middle of the heartland of the United States. We're so glad that you're here. We've got a great crew in, t- in the studio. We've got a great guest lined up, so uh, we really appreciate that. I want to thank uh, Johnny Cadillac for taking care of our Facebook Live feed, and uh, we're working on that right now. We're going to get that out to the people and the masses so yeah. people can watch us around the world. And then, obviously, my executive producer is always here taking care of things behind the scenes, Josh Floyd. Thank you for being here and and doing what you do every week. There is nowhere in the world that I would rather be well, than right here in this studio right now. And you traveled you. all the way back from Minnesota. I did. To be yep. here today so we can get the production <laughs> yep. done. So yep. I appreciate that. Tell us about your week. I think it's really good, and it's going to tie into what we're going to talk about today in regards yeah. to jobs and careers. Yeah, so uh, I've been at my new job. Um, it says uh, Countertop production company we work in granite and countertops uh granite and quartz countertops and i've been there for about two months uh doing inventory but they just sent me up to st cloud minnesota to learn how to run the big cnc machines and how to do some cad programming and stuff stuff that i've had a passion for for a long time and i just i just kind of tinkered with it in in my own uh, you know just did, doing little fun projects and stuff um but i never thought i'd be able to do it for for my actual job and now they've they've allowed me to be able to do this they sent me up there so i could train on it and yeah it's awesome well it's it was was a lot of fun i learned so much what i love about that number one you graduated from college at 42 and the last couple months you pick up a brand new career that you absolutely love the company is supporting you and the company is training you and they care about you as a person not just as an employee yeah and they're investing in you. Yeah, it blew what? me away. Like two months in, they're like, we're going to send you to Minnesota so you can learn how to do this. Like, wow, like how much trust does that yep. does that show me they have in me? And I mean, of course, I'm buying in even heavier on the company now. Yeah, and that's... Like, that's I love them. They're, they're great. That's, you know, caring about the culture of the company. We're going to talk about this more in the show. I'm so excited that, you're, that that happened to you this week because <laughs> our guest today, Chelly Phillips, who I'll talk about more here in just a minute, she's working on her third book talking about company culture and how important that is oh, and how great companies who really are making a difference and impact in the world and in the lives of their employees, how they're doing that. Oh. So anyway, we'll awesome. we'll, we'll yeah, dig into that here in just a second. So, so huge right now, yeah. I had a great night last night. Uh, I emceed a major fundraising event here in Lincoln. It was so fun. Met so many brand new people and got to know uh, and just have a great time. I, I was telling Chelly earlier, like I think I'm having a little bit of an MC hangover. <laughs> Not an MC hammer, but a little MC hangover um, from the evening because we just you know it was a good night. It was a late night, but it was so rewarding to be able to really get to know people 
meet new people and really learn about what their passions are in life yeah. and where they want to go. I love doing that. It's uh, it's a blessing. So if you're listening today and you were there last night, um, way to go. It was so fun and look forward to meeting more and more of our listeners down the road. There were several listeners there last night came up to me and said, hey, you know, I listen to the show, love what you're doing. I appreciate so that. Cool. So Yeah, really good. So cool. Well, we had a great show last week. We had leadership expert Jeff Dostal in the studio. Jeff is the director of marketing and marketing growth at Leadership resources here in Lincoln. We talked about the power and benefits of having a success partner in your life. One of the top questions that I get when I talk to people about my book, One Shot, One Life, is what would you consider to be the most impacting part of your book? And hands down, chapter eight about the remarkable power of a success partner. So throughout the show, Jeff and I unpacked that powerful principle. We talked about why you need a success partner, how you find a success partner, and once you have a success partner, what do you do? So if you didn't get a chance to listen to the show, I highly recommend that you do that. It's going to be greatly beneficial to you and those around you. You can find it on our podcast or also on the Facebook Live page at 1400KLIN. Josh, how can people find our podcast now that we're out into the world? Well, you can find us on literally any podcast app because we're everywhere. But the two that we recommend are uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Both of those, you can subscribe to One Shot, One Life's podcast feed for free. It will automatically download every new show so you can listen to it. If you don't necessarily have time on a Saturday morning to listen, I get it. You can you can automatically have them downloaded to your phone so you can listen to them wherever you are on your time. And then you can also, if you'd like, we'd really appreciate it if you could give us a review on there. Five stars would be best, and then maybe leave a quick message yeah. about what you like about the show or something like that. Helps us out a lot there. I talked to two people this week that listen to the podcast and actually download to listen later on in the week. Awesome. So it's working, man. All your promotion, my friend, <laughs> is making a difference. <laughs> All of my words. Don't underestimate that. All right. All right. Well, we have another guest lined up for today's show. A great guest. Um, yeah, I alluded to it a little bit earlier. A good friend of the show. Chelly Phillips, she's going to be on in a couple of minutes. Chelly is an award-winning author and a career brand specialist. She's worked 20 years in the corporate experience, along with 15 years helping and mentoring people to find their perfect uh, jobs and careers. Um, she's got two books out right now, Get Noticed, Get Hired, and When in Doubt, Delete It. Plus, she's got online strategic courses, personal coaching that she does. She has speaking engagements. She's been on a lot of podcasts um, and has helped uh, you know well over 10,000 people in achieving their career priorities, including my son, which I deeply appreciate. Um, she's going to share the top nine lies that we tell ourselves that often hold us back from reaching our goals. Plus, she's going to share some proven action steps as well that we can implement to help overcome those roadblocks. And if you know anybody who would like to uh, listen to the show or benefit from today's show, encourage them right now to jump on, listen live, or at least listen to the podcast once it's over. Um, they're going to get a great benefit from Chelly today. And also coming up on the One Shot Life, uh, One Shot, One Life show this next week is someone I'm really excited to have on. As a matter of fact, I, she was one of the very first guests that I wanted to have on the show. Uh, it's going to be licensed professional counselor Jennifer Thume. Now, Jennifer is the president and CEO of Haven Professional Counseling in Pennsylvania, where they're doing some pretty amazing and life-changing counseling. We're going to hear about that. Uh, Jennifer and I actually hosted a podcast during the pandemic. It was a series called Kids, Crisis, and conversation where we help parents uh, help their kids navigate through the devastating impacts and the effects of the pandemic, which are still impacting our kids. Uh, she's going to share with us uh, some successful ways to navigate the challenges of family life and during today's world. It's going to be a great show next Saturday, October 22nd with licensed professional counselor, 
Jennifer Thum. All right. Well, to close out today's segment, Josh, I want to talk about something that's been extremely powerful. I learned it this week from a uh, keynote presentation done by Patrick Bet David. I don't know if you've ever watched him on on YouTube or podcast, um, but he's really good. He's a, a, he just really challenges my personal thinking, and I thought it was so good that I heard this week that I thought maybe I'd just share it today just to give yeah. people an idea of the importance of forward thinking. Um, Patrick Bet David was talking about how over 85% of the population never, ever visualizes, plans, or prepares for their future. And what he means by that is they, they don't ever look at their lives 1, 5, 10, 20 years into the future. They only look at what's right in front of them. And basically, long-term thinking is virtually non-existent for most people. They're just trying to get through the day, right? I can Tr- see that. Trying to get to the next yeah. day. Well, a recent study showed that 53% of Americans say that they rarely or never think about the far future. 21% say that they report imagining this future less than once a year, and 32% say they've never, ever thought about that question ever. That's tragic to hear, but it, I, I get it. I was like that for a very long time. Yeah, and it's yeah. And, and then and here's it, here it is. You know, he shared that most people simply live life day to day, only concerned about the immediate future and what's in front of them. And a lot of them are simply trying to deal with the very next thing. And it causes them to get stressed out. Yeah. It causes them to be anxious, to be depressed, going from one responsibility to the next without any intention or regard for the future. Now, here's what it might look like. And you can fill in the blanks for your life. Um, but, you know, it's like wake up, get the kids ready, get yourself ready, drop them off at school, go to work, deal with responsibilities at work, pick up the kids from school, take them to practice, eat dinner, get ready for the next day and repeat it all again. The next day, it's like Groundhog Day, right? Did you watch that movie? <laughs> yeah. It's like the same thing over and over and over. I personally call this, when I go out and speak and work with people, I call this midlife chaos. Mm. It's, uh, it's simply, you know, trying to make it to the next day in the middle of the storm of life happening around you. Uh, but what Bed David said is he talked about how we have the very short-term vision, right, for our lives, which is just simply day-to-day. It's stressing us out. It's causing us anxiety. And we never get out of kind of that rut in our lives, um, you know, worrying about the, uh, a lot of things. So he brought, provided this example just to kind of give us an idea of what forward thinking looks like and not being caught in the moment because uh, he used the example and finances, all right? So worrying about maybe the cost of a home, mortgage rates, stock market, uh, the list goes on and on. He shared um, what it looks like to have a big picture view or a plan for our lives um, for success one, five, 10, 20 years down the road. And we not only elevate the stress and worry if we don't do that, we lose the opportunity to have a positive outlook and positive outcomes, all right? Mm. So that's exactly what we do at One Shot, One Life, right? We yeah. encourage people to, to think about their lives, to make a difference, to have an impact, but you got to plan for it. It, right, you got to establish priorities. You got to put a proven plan in place to achieve them, and then you have to be persistent in carrying them out. All right, so he demonstrated it like this, Josh. I want to ask you this. All right, I thought it was really oh, cool. Boy. Okay. All right, so let's talk about the stock market. Right, a lot of people are like frustrated about the stock market. This is like up and down and up and down, and you know, drops one day and it goes up the next day. Mm-hmm. In 1957, the Dow Jones average was 435 points. All right. In 1970, it was 838 points. In 1983, 1,258 points. In 1996, 6,400. In 2009, it was 10,428. And as of yesterday, the Dow Jones average was at 29,634. Wow. How does that make you feel? (laughs) When you look at that, when you hear that? I I get get a lot of emotions. Because, I mean, you know, it's dipped a lot in the past few years. But, I mean, overall... 
like you know steep increase and yeah if you look at it over that long of a time we're still doing great that's that's the whole point so if you look at it from a long-term vision right Mm -hmm. and and rather than getting caught up in the day-to-day ups and downs Mm There's a good outlook, right? It's positive. It's actually like, man, what happens if I invest 5, 10, 20, 30 years down the road rather than getting caught up in the day-to-day, all right? Here's another one. Mortgage rates have been on a lot of people's minds lately because they've been increasing, right? Yeah. All right. So just a year ago, it was at 2.75%. Now it's over 7%. All right. 1957 mortgage rates, 5.25. 1970, 8.5%. 1981, 16%. 3.2%, 1996, 7.8%, 2009, 5.04%, and today around 7%. What does this tell you about rates? <laughs> We're doing great, really. Right, right. I mean, really. Kind of steady, right? Yeah. Even though people worry, like, oh, man, if I need to buy a house now, it's 7%. Well, you know what? It's been, it's kind of just a steady ride. It's never too, it, I mean, sometimes it's high, but then it, you know, it's yeah. dropping back down. Yep. All right? Long-term vision, right, for that is like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Right over time, yeah, ebbs right. and flows. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna come back down. Now let's look at this one. This is really cool. Average price of a home. Get this one: nineteen fifty seven, nineteen thousand dollars. Nineteen seventy, twenty five thousand dollars. Nineteen eighty three, sixty four thousand dollars. Nineteen ninety six, one hundred twelve thousand dollars. Two thousand nine, one hundred eighty eight thousand dollars for the average price of a house, and two thousand twenty two today, three hundred eighty eight thousand dollars for a home. <laughs> How does that make you feel when you look at the long term effect? Wow. That's, that's property values in general, right? Increase yeah. over time. So rather yeah. than getting freaked out about the moment, look at the long-term investment. You could put this in any area of your life. Mm-hmm. If you look at this, maybe you're trying to get out of debt. You got a hundred thousand dollars in debt. You're trying to get out. If you're just worried about the hundred, two hundred, five hundred thousand dollars that you're paying off in that debt this, this month or this year, Rather than saying, all right, man, maybe in five or 10 years, what happens when we're totally out of debt? What can we do with those funds? Mm-hmm. You can talk about relationships. You can talk about your faith. You can talk about all the areas that we talk about if you have a long-term vision rather than just getting caught in the minutia of day-to-day. Yeah. So my challenge for today is simply this. Start doing some long-term thinking and planning for your life so you can stop worrying and you can start winning and be satisfied with that and be excited about the future rather than depressed. Yeah. Well, and you challenged everybody to write their own eulogy. Yep. Same. A a few weeks ago, last week. I don't know. (laughs) It's been a blur, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the first step. You, you know, your big, your big goal, like your, 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 your big project, I guess, is you throughout your entire life. And that's great to think about how you want to be remembered. And you want to end it. But how do you get there? How do you get there step by step? But you got to have that mm-hmm. long-term vision. Yeah. All right. We're going to take our first break. And when we come back, we'll be joined by award-winning author and career brand specialist, Chelly Phillips. Uh, we are now opening up the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline for texts at 402-479-1400. If you've got a question or comment, you can also comment on our Facebook Live feed as well. You are listening to One Shot, One Life. On Lincoln's number one news and talk station, 1499.3 KLIN. One Shot, One Life is presented by Lincoln Coin and Bullion, where we respect our clients' privacy. We discourage walk-ins to minimize customer overlap and fully encourage all customers to call us to schedule an appointment. We operate by appointment only to offer our customers a discreet and confidential transaction. You're listening to 1499.3 KLIN. 
You only have one shot in this amazing one life, helping you make every single day count. This is One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald, and we want to thank our title sponsor, Lincoln Coin and Bullion. Love those guys and gals there. Pat, Courtney, Katie, and Aaron have been my trusted precious metal dealers, uh, metal dealers uh, and team for over 10 years now. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know why I... I, I I fumbled myself and I didn't even realize I, that I was doing that. So that's because you were up all night and seeing. <laughs> that's right. We'll blame it on that. You're on say hangover. Uh, that's right. Well, as a matter of fact, um, you know, I I visited them a couple of weeks ago. They've had uh, just tremendous uh, increase in sales and the product of gold, silver, platinum, and palladium. As a matter of fact, you're probably hearing more and more about it with the economy and everything that's that's turning around in the economy and how important it is to have a stability uh, of the precious metals in your portfolio uh, to retain your purchasing power and and as an investment as well. They're good, honest, fun people to work with. They educate you along the way. So if you're ever interested in purchasing gold, silver, platinum, or palladium, I highly recommend uh, that you go to Lincoln Coin and Bullion. They only meet by you by appointment only because they want to give you their full attention. So you can call them up for that appointment at 402-327-2853. That's 402-327-2853. And if you want just more general information, you can go to their website, LincolnCoinandBullion.com. And remember, if you um, you know go there, let them know that you heard about it uh, on One Shot, One Life and we would deeply appreciate that. All right, well, over the last couple of years, the job climate has changed quite a bit from layoffs to business closings, their doors, to restructuring, to simply reevaluating your own personal and current career and deciding, maybe I want to make a change in that career. Um, on the flip side of that all, we now have plenty of jobs and, uh, that are happening in our businesses around, especially here in Lincoln, uh, and they're really having a hard time filling some of those jobs. And so with that as a backdrop, I thought it would be good uh, uh, to have our next guest come in uh, to really talk about practical and proven strategies and encourage us in our career and jobs market so that we can actually pursue a career that we're you know fulfilled with and that we actually enjoy. Chelly Phillips is a career brand specialist and award-winning author as well, and um, she's been helping people for over 15 years, really help them uh, establish and um, uh, acquire their career priorities as well. So Chelly, welcome to One Shot, One Life. Hey, it's great to be back today. Ah, well, yeah, you were on about a year ago, and you are highly well-received. I mean, people loved when you were on because, I, you know, we hit it a year ago when the job market was really questionable for a lot of people, and you gave them such great advice, and so I'm glad to have you back. We've got a lot of good stuff to get to. I know this could be a show where we go two or three hours, but we only got one. So uh, I want to dig into this. But before we jump into um, the reason why I really wanted you to... um, you know, share today is, uh, first of all, why don't you share with our listeners more about yourself, who you are, and how you got to a point where you're really advising and mentoring people um, in their area of career and jobs? Yeah, so it, it was kind of one of those things you fell into. I worked corporately in PR and marketing uh, and, and have done that for years and years for utilities. And, you know, so I, I spent a lot of time telling the story of the company and learning how to market and how people respond to the things that you put out there. But in the flip side, I was also mentoring hundreds of college women every semester as they came through. I was a sorority advisor for a campus in Alabama. And what we were seeing is they would spend all this time in college, they would graduate, 
And if they didn't find a career in their field immediately and they took what I call these get-by jobs, whether it's retail, barista, whatever it was to kind of pay the bills and get started, when they did get the offer in their field, they were be come in lower than what those that were offered right out of college. Their Their work experience was not valued the way that it should have been. They somehow lost value after going to work in a different field and then trying to come back into the one that they had spent time with. So what we started doing was really working with them on how do I market myself effectively? How can I turn that around and how can I show that my work experience makes me more valuable than someone with just a degree coming out there? Because I've showed that I'm dependable. I've showed that I'm accountable. I've showed that I can deal with the public. I've showed that I can balance cash register and keep up with money. I've showed that I have the emotional intelligence to deal with coworkers. And so why should that be a detriment to me? Why do you not look at that as a positive when you're the employer trying to hire me and put me in there and now you're lowballing me mm-hmm. trying to get me in for less? And so we started doing real, you know, a lot of work on how do you present yourself online and then how do you make your resume and your cover letter and your interviews all match so that you're talking the talk and that that employer sees the value that you're going to bring to the table and they can imagine you working in that workplace and contributing to the success of that organization. Well, that is so good. You've um, you developed a, a great um, business over the last 15 years. Things have really taken off for you because of the impact that you're having on people's lives. Um, and one of the things I wanted you to share in this first segment uh, that we talked about earlier this week is what's called the great resignation, right? So now as you know, people are trying to you know land their first jobs or maybe they're in their current career and they're wanting to make that change. I think the pandemic really highlighted that. As a matter of fact, the latest stats show that an average... 4 million Americans are quitting their jobs each month in 2022. Uh, in the month of August alone, at least 4.2 million Americans quit their jobs. Um, the, the month with the most American resignations was last November when a whopping 4.5 million people quit their jobs. And a majority of those are looking for another job or switching to new industries as well. Chelly, what have you noticed about this great resignation um, as you work with people? Yeah, so it's been really interesting. It really is. I like a great reevaluation more so than great resignation, even though the resignations are coming from it. I think this time in history has called people to really reevaluate what is important for them. I know my clients that I've dealt with um, that are making transitions and are looking for new opportunities, you know, They've been in a job for maybe 15, 20 years. Now the kids are at a place they, you know, they maybe they've gone to college or they're finished with college or they're in high school and they don't need as much one-on-one. And now they're looking at, I don't really enjoy what I do every mm-hmm. day. It paid the bills. It provided the security I needed for my family. But now's a time that I can really look at it and see what do I want to do? Where can I go and feel that I have value? And where can I make an impact? And what do I want to do every day? And who are the people that I want to work with and show up with and and work towards some kind of end goal? And so I think this time of, of uncertainty, you know, like with you having to be at home and being able to experience some more time to really think about things and that kind of thing, it's really caused people to take a close look at what's important to them. And, you know, you mentioned a stat about quitting and or resigning and and doing that kind of thing. They call it voluntary quits. And the workplace right now is kind of interesting. It's the, the largest time they've ever had where workers are willing to or have the ability to walk away from a job. 
which says a lot for, you know, a lot of people that means that they've planned really well over life, that they have savings, that they have different things like that in place so that they can make a change and it not impact their day-to-day living. If you're not in that case, there's still things that you can do that can make it even better. But it's it's really interesting when you talk about the job markets. Um, I was sharing with you when we got started, the August numbers that came out. Yeah, um, they're right now say that there's two jobs for every unemployed person out there. And if you really? stop and think about that, that's kind of crazy. But you mentioned it, you know, like you were driving around and, you know, every fast food place has a job opening. Every hotel has a job right. opening. Because so many of those industries felt the shutdown during the pandemic. People quit going out. They quit doing all the fun things. So there's a lot of industries that's coming back that are opened, but it's not necessarily a career path that everybody wants. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Was there something else? No, I was just going to say, I said, you know, so that that leads up to a really big contradiction is like, if you look at the numbers, it says, oh, there's tons of jobs out there. But the contradiction is that the the job opens that are there are not necessarily the ones that people want. And then they're also faced with the uncertainty because they're worried about if I do make this shift, am I making it to a company that's stable enough with the uncertainty of the economic market right now? that they're going to last through this and do I want to put my eggs in a new basket that I don't know anything about. Right. And it's hard, right? If you go to want to change your career, change a job, maybe you've been there for a year, maybe you've been there for 20 years and you want to make that shift. Um, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of fear, anxiety that comes with that process. As a matter of fact, you recently wrote a blog called The Lies We Tell Ourselves how and how that really impacts um, our careers and the jobs that we look at. And so we're going to take a break here, Chelly. And when we come back, we're going to dig into those lies. There's nine of them. I know we won't be able to get to all of them, um, but we're going to look at some of these lies that we tell ourselves that can hold us back from really achieving the priorities that we want to achieve uh, in our personal lives with our jobs and careers. All right. Uh, it's time to take a quick break. Uh, we've been uh, talking with career brand specialist Chelly Phillips about the current job climate. And when we return, she's going to share more about those nine lies that we tell ourselves to prevent ourselves from achieving goals. Plus, um, she'll have some great action steps as well. You're listening to One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. One Shot, One Life is presented by Lincoln Coin and Bullion. Buying and selling precious metals such as silver, gold, platinum, and palladium. We buy and sell coins and bills, both domestic and foreign. You're listening to 1499.3 KLIN. It's time to stop worrying and start winning. This is One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, welcome back to One Shot, One Life. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today's guest is career brand specialist and award-winning author, Chelly Phillips. And in our last segment, we discussed the current job climate and started uh, the whole process of just evaluating where we're at and what are some things that we can actually do to achieve our priorities. And then in this segment, we're going to talk about some things that hold us back. But if you missed that first segment, I highly recommend that you listen to it on our podcast once the show is over. All right, Chelly, you wrote a blog that caught my attention and it caught a lot of people's attention called the lies we tell ourselves there's actually nine that you wrote about and they were so impacting so i want to get into those and how they relate then to people as they're looking for jobs and careers so let's let's jump right into this first one i want to talk about uh, that you identify is the lie that i can't escape my past what does that mean 
Yeah, you know, it's funny when you think about it. If you ask most people, hey, do you consider yourself a liar? They're going to look at you and go, of course not. What do you mean? Like, you know, like, I mean, maybe a white lie every now and then to save someone's feelings or something, but I'm not a liar. But it's really funny when we start working on ourselves that our brain kind of starts putting out some of these messages that that kind of we're, we're telling lies to ourselves. There's things that hold us back and there's really no validity to them, mm. but it comes from a place of fear that we don't know. You know, like if you're anytime you're moving into the unknown, that fear is going to stop you or it can either propel you. Um, it was funny when I started speaking in public, someone told me fear and excitement come from the same place. So when you're on stage, getting ready to go on stage, if you think about it as oh, this is the excitement that I fear. It's feel. It's not the fear. It's the same way in life. Whenever we're thinking about making changes, if we'll look at it, this is the excitement that I'm feeling, that there's something more out there and there's something that I can go for, then it makes it that much easier to shut off that negative talk that we have going on in our head. And so, yeah, the thing that you, you said, that's probably one of the biggest one is that I can't escape my past. And I love the analogy of a car. Because you have this huge windshield and this little bitty tiny rear view mirror. And if you're talking about if how much time you should spend looking back and dwelling on it, you know, if you'll spend just that little bit of time looking in the rear view mirror, but focus on this big expanse that's out in front of you. Like if you're looking out the windshield driving down the road, just think about where you can go and what you can accomplish. And, you know, what's past is past. You really can't undo it. The best thing that you can do is really just kind of learn from it. How can I grow from it? What can I take from it? And how can I move forward with that? And then just take that first step and then the next one and then the next one. I love that because it goes back to what we talked about in the first segment of just having that greater vision rather than thinking about and dwelling on the day-to-day or what's gone on in the past. So that's really good. And I love when you talked about the fear and excitement and how they really are similar and they merge together. Uh, how, how cool is that? A great, that was a great concept. All right, the next one that you talk about is there is, there is something wrong with me. Is that a lie we tell ourselves? <laughs> oh my gosh, I hear that over and over and over, you know, and, and I blame that on the world that we're in today. Like you think about everything as an Instagrammable moment, you know, like all the filters that are out there to make the pictures look great. Nobody posts anything when their house is a wreck and the kids are dressed and, you know, things that don't match and they, the dog has ripped up all the newspaper and, and strode it throughout the house and the yard looks like a wreck. Nobody posts those pictures, you know. There's really nothing wrong with you. You're living your life. You're doing the best that you can do. You have your skills. You have your abilities. You have your talents. But if you focus on how they compare to someone else instead of what they're bringing to your life, then that's where we get held up. You know, I I say that perfection is a killer. But the thing that I tell my clients when I'm coaching them is that you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be perfectly you. Mm. And that is what is so powerful when we get that we're not in competition with anyone else. You know, the only person that we're competing with is us. There's a lot of success out there. And just because I'm not exactly like someone else or I'm not doing something the same way someone else is doing doesn't mean that I still don't bring value to the table and that I can be a benefit to an employer or that company, my coworkers, or even my neighbor next door. Yeah, we're talking about the nine lies we tell ourselves that are written by Chelly Phillips. And and this is some really good information. Um, I highly recommend that you go back and listen 
listen to this again and also share this uh, podcast with uh, those that you love and care about. All right, the next one is interesting to me um, because I think there's two caveats to it. Um, you say that one of the lies is I know exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Doug, don't you? I mean, like we all know exactly what we're doing every day, right? Um, you know, the thing is, I think that that lie, it stops us from growing. If we already know everything that we need to know, then we're going to quit pushing ourselves to learn and grow more. And for me, professionally, that's a killer. You know, I look back now um, when I started in PR and marketing all these years ago, there wasn't the Facebook platform. There wasn't Twitter. There wasn't TikTok. There wasn't all these things. I had a typewriter and I had to type something and I had to take it to a fax machine and I had to send it to the newspapers and that kind of thing. And now I shoot them an email or either I comment with them on Twitter. It's just amazing how things had changed. But if I had quit growing and evolving in my skills and in in the way that I presented myself and what I wanted to learn, how far behind would I be right now? Mm. And so I think the lie that we tell ourselves is that we already know exactly what we're doing. And it also keeps us from being able to move forward and benefit from what I call feedback. You know, every organization has an evaluation process and you have to be a little bit growth minded and understand that if you take that feedback and apply it, it's going to help you move forward in that organization because that coach, that supervisor, that leader is spending this time with you, telling them, telling you what they're actually looking to see. And then if you choose not to implement that because you already know more or I already know everything I know to know about that. How's that going to impact you for your future chances for promotion? And so I really encourage everybody is to, to get that out of their mind that they already know all they need to know about the area that they're in and approach it with that growth minded mindset that there's still a lot to learn. Who can I learn it from? Who can I benefit from being around? And how can I implement that and grow even more? Yeah, we might be able to, you know, I, we can find ourselves just in, in, in the mundane of activities, right? That um, we just keep doing the same thing over and over and over and never, we never even think about what can we do to grow and develop? What would you encourage? encourage people to do then if they find themselves in that spot maybe where they either they think they know all they need to know and they're just kind of kind of sailing or maybe they really do want to make this change and they just don't know how to bucket you know how to how to how to get it off their back I think boredom is a killer in the workplace and so you know part of the way that you can beat that is you know I, I tell everybody the first place that you need to start networking is internally in your organization Get out of your cubicle, get out of your area yes. and go make connections across the organization because you may not know exactly how what you're doing impacts someone else's job or how, you know, like if I don't turn this report in, how's that going to make someone else not be able to function and do what they're doing? But then you'll also learn maybe there's something you could be doing that could have an even larger impact across there. And then plus, it just keeps you attuned to what's happening. And maybe you've learned of new opportunities that are coming that you weren't aware of now that you've left your security of your little cubbyhole and branched out and made friends across the organization. And then the second way of doing that is, you know, we're blessed right now. There's so many online learning opportunities and a lot of them don't cost anything. You can sign up for them for free and you can really grow your expertise in some areas. And, you know, there's nothing like taking to your supervisor. Hey, you know, I've been telling you I'm interested in this and this is what I'm doing to prepare myself for this next step. And if you can show them, hey, I've done a LinkedIn course on SEO. I've done, you know, a LinkedIn course on a certain programming type. 
type or I've taken a Google Analytics thing or whatever it is in the field that you're at. And you can show that you're being proactive and that you have that growth mindset and you're wanting to branch out there. I mean, it's going to be hard for them to ignore you at evaluation time or when the next promotion comes by because you're demonstrating that go-to-itiveness that I want to put you know, I'm, I got skin in the game. I'm taking the steps that I need to take. And you're showing that status quo just isn't okay for you. I couldn't agree more on that. that that's so fun to hear and exciting to hear. It's something I've worked with uh, organizations about. Just get outside of yourself. I mean, get outside of yourself and be proactive and learn. So, all right, this next lie, our own Josh Floyd, my executive producer, busted <laughs> this one this year. And that lie is, I'm too old to... Dot, dot, dot. Exactly. You know, I look back and, you know, I had worked for a company for over 20 years and then had an opportunity to present itself and make a change. And like, you know, you start thinking about, oh, I've been here 20 years. I'm vested in the benefits. I'm vested in retirement. All my friends are here. My colleagues are here. This is my safety net. But then it's also like, well, what if I get there and everybody else is is out of my out of my element? Like, you know, are they ahead of me in certain areas and I need to do this? And, you know, it goes back to that fear thing is that, no, you're really not. And now I, you know, I'm a straight shooter. And so I will tell you that there are still places where ageism is an issue in the workplace. But. With personal branding that I teach my clients and everything, there are things that you can do to present yourself in a way that your age is not the top thing people see when they're interviewing you. In fact, it becomes, you know, very much of a, a on down the list kind of thing that they realize, oh, did they say they graduated when? And, you know, then it's like an afterthought because of what you're bringing to the table. And some of that is super easy. You know, like what kind of pictures are you presenting of yourself? online is that headshot of you from 20 years ago or is it current are you dressed currently in the style of today are you showing where you have skills that are in today's workplace have you kept up with the new trends that are coming in the workplace as far as um what they're asking to see you know i tell everybody do some research if you're thinking about um changing a career and see take some job postings and what are the skills and qualifications that they're looking for that aren't the technical ones everybody's got the technical ones you know that if you know if you're going to apply for a program or you need to know how to program or if you're going to you know run a certain type of machinery you know that you need to know how to do that kind of thing but in today's workplace the skills that they're really focusing on on hiring are a lot of value-based things like honesty loyalty dependability teamwork self-management creativity and so if you can start showing those things you've got the skills you got the tech side of it so show the other side of you that my age has brought this experience and this is what I'm bringing to the table that you're looking for and I can help it spread throughout the organization and that'll bust that age barrier anytime all right, uh, you've got one more lie that I want to get to. I'm going to jump into that during our next segment. But before we go into our break here, you've got a great online course called Success Mindset. What is that about and how can that help people? Yeah, so, you know, Success Mindset is 
all about the lies that we tell ourselves and how to get over them. It deals a lot with imposter syndrome, like I'm not good enough to do this or someone else out there is better than I am. And so it also tackles dealing with the feel of failure, avoiding self-sabotage because we're our own worst enemy sometimes. Like how can I set myself up for success and how can I avoid the roadblocks that may get in there? Talk about goal setting and how to do that properly. Like I said, so that you're not setting yourself up to miss out on something and, and then making yourself accountable for these things and you're setting your future intention and then how we can develop habits that are really going to help us grow and move forward. And so, you know, you do all this and not only are you going to have your best professional life, but you're going to live your best life as well. Mm. Because when, when everything is in alignment, you know, the things that we tell ourselves, the negative talk we have going on, the limiting beliefs, you know, they don't just affect our careers. They affect how we relate with our family and our friends and our neighbors and our church and our other organizations that we're part of. So when we can get a grip on those, it really does set us up for success all the way around. Yeah, you can find the Success Mindset course at her website, ChellyPhillips.com. That's C-H-E-L-L-I-E. P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S, ChelliPhillips.com. All right, we're going to save that last lie for the next segment. Also, when we come back, Chelly is in the midst right now of working on her next book that I'm really excited about. She shared about it uh, with me and gave me a behind-the-scenes look earlier this week. You're not going to want to miss this. You're listening to One Shot, One Life on Lincoln's number one news and talk station, 1499.3 KLIN. One Shot, One Life is presented by Lincoln Coin and Bullion, where we treat each customer with respect and dignity. A customer who purchases $50,000 of gold is not treated differently than a customer selling a gold filling. Every customer uniquely contributes to our business success. You're listening to 1499.3 KLIN. Helping you tap into the power of the ultimate success formula to win at anything in life. This is One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. We're having too much fun behind the scenes here, I tell you what. Thank you so much for joining us today on One Shot, One Life. We love having you with us. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. We also love our our show partners. Um, They love our message and they help us get it out. We deeply appreciate them. Lincoln Coin and Bullion, uh, our title sponsor, my trusted gold and silver experts for over a decade. John Henry's Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. They proudly have been serving the Lincoln and surrounding areas for over 25 years. KC Smile, Dr. Headley and his staff completely transformed my smile. They can do the same thing for you. Youth for Christ of Lincoln, they're a nonprofit, non-denominational ministry serving over 2,400 young people in the Lincoln and surrounding areas. Uh, the Searcy team of home real estate, you just heard their commercial there. Jeff, Mary, and their entire team of, of people uh, have helped Tammy and me buy five uh, homes, buy and sell five homes over the past 30 years, and they can do the same thing for you. They're really good. And the Medicare Solutions team, Michael Graham and his uh, whole team of independent uh, contractors and brokers uh, will take care of the confusion that Medicare options provide, and they'll help you find the best solution for yourself. Check them out at the MedicareSolutionsTeam.com. If you'd like to join and be part of our partnership here at One Shot, One Life, all you have to do is email me directly at Doug at KLIN.com. We would love to have you join the team. All right, we're joined today by award-winning author and career brand specialist, Chelly Phillips. And Chelly, you've been talking about the lies you tell our we tell ourselves, especially as it relates to jobs and careers and trying to take that next step. The last one I wanted to talk about before we get into your new book that you're working on, it's the lie called, I'm a failure. Nobody ever thinks that. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought that before. 
The problem is, is when we start focusing on that fail and we forget to stop and think about all the wins that we've had before and then all the wins that are still out there for us to have. You know, when I'm working with clients, especially, um, you know, women seem to have a harder time with this than men for some reason. But when, when I'm working with them, you know, one of the activities that I have them to do, and I think it's something powerful that anybody can do, is every week, you know, okay, so I'm going to admit up front, I am still a paper journaler. I, you know, I keep I'm with a you. planner. I cannot go digital on this. <laughs> and so every week at the end of, of my day planner, I write down what are some of the wins that I had this week. And now, you know, some of those wins are not big wins. Like I didn't secure a client or I didn't land a huge contract or, you know, it, it's not always that. Sometimes it's I met a deadline or sometimes it's I didn't choke someone in the break room because they were so <laughs> annoying and I didn't know what else to do with them. Um, you know, so whatever you define as your win is what you need to focus on. And so. You know, if you look at that and then you take it a month at a time and you go back and you look at all the things that you've actually accomplished, maybe you did have a fail in some area, but what did you learn from it? What can you implement from it to keep it from happening again and then focus on, okay, so that didn't go well, but this went well. What did I do right in these situations that I could apply to what didn't work before so that I could not make that mistake again and continue moving forward? So when when during your day do you write that? I mean, is it right before you go to bed? Is it right after you're done with your shift at work? How does that work for you? So it just, it depends. You know, it's like one of those, for me, a lot of times it's whenever I have the moment just to stop and reflect for a little bit. Sometimes it can be right at the end of the day, at, you know, right before I leave, if I'm, you know, I, I have some after work activities and stuff like that I do. And before I leave my desk and whatever that kind of is, sometimes I do that or I'm a night owl and I spend a lot of time working on my, my own business and books and all that kind of stuff and don't get as much sleep as I should. And sometimes it's in the middle of those processes. So it's whatever works for you and your life and your schedule. But I would say be very intentional about it. at mm -hmm. least once a month going back, you know, pick the last Sunday of the month or something that's a date that you'll always remember. And on that date, go back and look and then maybe document your top three wins for the month. And then at the end of the year, I think you'll be really surprised at how far you've come, how you've grown and what you really are contributing when you have, you know, like it's something about putting it on paper and being very intentional about recognizing what we're doing. It's just like with goal setting, when you set the measure and when you, you know, you set yourself a deadline and, you know, you make yourself accountable for it, it becomes very real. And the same thing comes with recognizing, you know, how we are winning and how we are moving towards the success in our life. Take that time to actually stop, celebrate those moments, learn what you can learn from them and how can you implement them in other areas and continue moving forward. I have a dear friend that sets a daily alarm for important things like that to do on their on her phone. And it just reminds her every day to get that done so that it's like because a lot of times when life gets going right midlife chaos happens you forget and you don't take that time so really good stuff all right let's shift gears just a little bit Shelly you're currently working on your next book I want people to learn more about the concept of this uh, it's about company culture and you gave me some behind the scenes looks of it of what you're doing you're researching a lot of great companies for this book uh, tell us about the book and why you decided to write it yeah, so, you know, I've had my own bad experience in the workplace, and I know what it's like to drive up to a parking lot and sit in your car and go, all right, 
I'm having that pep talk with myself. I can do this today. I can make it through today. I can try to avoid whoever the issues are. I'm just going to keep my head down. I'm just going to suck it up and I'm just going to keep moving. So I know what bad culture can do. Mm. And I know how, how easy it is for one person or a group of people to really impact that. But then on the flip side is I've really seen what great culture can do and how it can inspire the workplace and how it can really help people grow and mature and develop themselves. And what I've really learned is that the cultures that are very successful are the people first culture. And I think that's something that's going to become more important as as we're changing times now, like with people really evaluating what it is. In fact, one of the surveys that came out not too long ago said that millennials, this new generation that's entering the workforce, care more about culture than they do salary. They'll actually take a lower job offer if they feel the culture is a better fit, better work-life balance, and offers them more opportunities. And MIT did a survey that basically said that the culture inside an organization is the biggest predictor if someone will stay or someone will go and how successful that organization will be. And I think, you know, we all can see what bad culture is. We all know that, you know, what a toxic workplace is or how, you know, bad people and how they affect things. But I think it's really important to to look at what do good cultures do and what can we take from that and what can we emulate and what can we bring to different organizations? And what I'm seeing is there's a lot of trends in there and it doesn't matter what industry that you're in. These things work cross industry and it's really been exciting to dig into it and see how even me in my own workplace can can add some of these things to what I'm doing. Mm. Now we have just a couple of minutes left. Uh, I'd love for you to give us a sneak peek. You talked about the company um, with WD-40 and the story behind that. Can you give us just a quick sneak peek about that? Yeah, it kind of goes back to that failure lie that we were telling ourselves. Um, Gary Ridge is the CEO of WD-40. And um, one of the things that has made them so successful is they have developed this learning culture. And it's not just learning from everything that goes right. It's learning from failures as well. And, you know, WD-40, the product itself, came because of a failure. They were trying to make something else. And the formula that they came up with actually turned out to be their one of their best sellers ever. And so it was real funny hearing, you know, like I, I can so, I, it's just like this huge cycle that you can see and that you can kind of feel when you're listening to him talk. But he really shared, you know, they have what they do is have learning moments and the group gets together every week and they say, I had a learning moment. I failed at XYZ. This is what I learned from it. And then on the flip side, they say, I had a learning moment. This is something that went right. This is how I succeeded. And this is what I learned from it. So what they're doing is there's no fear of reprisal. There's no fear of some, I'm going to lose my job because something didn't work right. And, you know, what they're doing is everybody inside that organization can learn from how I, how this didn't go right so that I don't make the same mistake. Mm. But yet they can grow from what went well and I can move forward faster. Well, Chelly, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you want more information about what Chelly provides, both in books and courses, go to ChellyPhillips.com. Chelly, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me. As always, I enjoy it, Doug. Absolutely. It was great. Well, again, we want to thank Chelly for being here. I also want to thank uh, my producers for working hard behind the scenes, Josh Floyd and Johnny Cadillac. And until next time, take full advantage of your amazing one life and make every single day count. 
listening to the One Shot One Life Show. Visit OneShotOneLife.com to get a free download of our theme song. While you're there, learn how to connect with Doug on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Go there now, OneShotOneLife.com. And listen every Saturday morning at 11, right here on 1499.3 KLIN. One life.